is happening now? We're about to send you back to the Remuta! <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Back to the Reviewcher, a show in which we take a classic film that one or both of us might not have seen, and we take a look at it now. I'm Drew Bridger. I'm Amber Inch. And this week we have a little bit of a strange one, one that I didn't really want to tell you too much about until we actually started watching. This is definitely a little bit more of a niche cult classic but you definitely have a lot to say on this one. So this week we are taking a look at the great cult film Big Trouble in Little China. It's a classic, really. It is a classic. So do you want to start us off by telling us what you think this film was about and how much you knew about it before we started watching it? Okay, well, I didn't know anything about it, and I couldn't even ima- I couldn't even think. I couldn't make up a story. I couldn't even think of anything that the title gave away because I thought, well, I didn't have a clue. So I had to look at the picture or the poster, right. like the movie poster, to even just get an idea to start. Yeah, me because off. the title "Big Trouble in Little China" gives very little away about <laughs> what the film actually contains, and as such, I was kind of like, okay, I'll show you what the poster for it is. And it it gives you a little bit of an inkling as to what it might be about, but it kind of gave you a bit of an impression and you wrote down what you thought it might be from there. Yeah. Okay, so what did you think this film was going to be about? Well, even before I actually looked at the poster, the little China part made me think that it was going to be Chinatown because that just makes sense to me. So I thought, a man goes to Chinatown to save a woman from the Chinese mafia. Okay. So the, I mean, I mean like the bare bones uh, of it is not right. that far off. It's okay, not that far granted, off. <laughs> not too far off there. Not too far off at all. Like to start off with, that, that's, that's kind of like the first third of the film. Yeah. And I bet that oh, for the, yeah. <laughs> and I bet that for like the start of this film, for about the first, I don't know, maybe forty-five minutes, you were like, "Oh, I've got this film nailed. Oh, <laughs> I've got this. I've got this down long. pat." <laughs> I don't even think it was that whole. Th- it was like, in the first twenty minutes, I was kind of thinking I had like three notes or th- like three points written down that I kind of maybe wanted to remember or that I thought about it, and I thought. I'm not going to be able to talk about this at all. Nothing's happening. I, I, I've got nothing to say about this. It's like, it's just nothing, like nothing's really going on really. And I I've just... Got nothing to say about it. I'm so confused. And I and just then, kept my mouth <laughs> shut while you were saying that. Like, and I've now got I've got nothing... almost two pages of notes. <laughs> this is definitely the most you have noted about any of the films we've watched so far. Because it's so weird. It really, really is. But not even, it's not even weird in a good way. It's just weird. (laughs) So for those that may not have been brought up to speed about this film, this is a film that is directed by John Carpenter and it has Kurt Russell and Kim Cattrall, among many others, in it. But this was made in 1986 And it was kind of riding a little bit on the success that John Carpenter had with Mm -hmm. Kurt Russell in things like Escape from New York Mm -hmm. and The Thing and other, other films like that. John Carpenter had made a little bit of a name for himself by this point. Mm. 
And this is a far cry from some of the things that he had done up until this point. It was very much more of a light-hearted film. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't exactly say family-friendly, but it's way more tongue-in-cheek than things like The Thing or Escape from New York or even Halloween as well. Yeah, Yeah, it was really bizarre. I wasn't expecting magic. (laughs) I wasn't expecting magic. So the first time that <laughs> they start dealing with Chinese gods and the the three storms and all of a sudden this demon king kind of comes out of nowhere with like glowing eyes, you kind of sort of stopped and thought, well, hang on, what? are we still watching the same film here? Yeah. What happened? I got you... very confused about the magic thing. I didn't even know about the three storms. I didn't even get that. That went right over my head. Did the dog that. sit on the remote or something? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was really confusing. So the three storms—that's that's—that's uh, something that actually goes back in um, kind of Chinese mythology a little bit. There's like rain, thunder, and lightning, and they they kind of make the three storms. Mm, mm-hmm. And obviously, in this film, there's a little bit more of a personification of those. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I can tell. That. That- I can I can tell from the expression on your face now everything about this film suddenly makes so much sense. Oh, of course, yeah. Now I really understand. It was a good film. Now I know, now I know that. Yeah, everything was great. Everything was perfect about it. All right. So, okay. So, what were your initial impressions of this film? And you know, what made you kind of think like, why is he showing me this film as as so yeah, far as know. a cult well, classic well, goes? I don't know. But I'd heard you talking about it quite a lot before. So I thought right. maybe you were just showing me it because you were you talked about it a lot and knew that I hadn't seen it and it was that was it that was kind of simple as that and I was gonna, <laughs> I was actually going to ask about halfway through do you actually like this film because I thought maybe you had just done it as a joke or something because I just could I mean I'm not gonna lie it partly was a joke <laughs> yeah but you actually do like the film I do like you? this film this is okay so the thing about Big Trouble in Little China is that it's kind of an act it's it is obviously an action film it is obviously a fantasy film but it's it's one of these rare films that kind of pulls off both of those with a real kind of tongue-in-cheek mentality it's a little bit like how Shaun of the Dead tackled the zombie genre film but like looked at it from a perspective of just an average guy that's been thrown into this situation. And as he's thrown into that situation, he kind of has to sink or swim and (laughs) deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when it first, first started, like the first 10, 15 minutes and it got into the airport (laughs) and I was like, oh yeah, okay, classic 80s film. I kind of guess that I know where this is going. The guy's turned up with those glasses like he had an allergic reaction, like his eyes were swollen up. That's what it looked like. The glasses that only lets him see a small <laughs> sliver of the world. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Kim Cattrall turning up, looking yeah, she as up. young as she's ever looked. Yeah, and then they put, they put the... Yeah, okay, so it clued me in as to the tone of the film when they tried to kidnap the woman and then shoved her in the back of a car that had a see-through roof. So, like, the whole (laughs) of the boot was see-through and she was just being... And she was tied up in there. Like, no one's going to notice that. Excuse me, sir. Do you know why we've pulled you over today? (laughs) Oh, sorry. Was I going over the limit? No. uh, We wanted to know why you got someone tied (laughs) up in your boot. see-through the back of your car. So, yeah, that was a little bit 
of an odd start. And they weren't even their famous act. I mean, Kim Cattrall obviously wasn't like huge then yet or as big, you know. I think this is at the start of her yeah, rise. So she wasn't up. so well known. No. I suppose it depends when she was in Mannequin, though. When was that before or after? Uh, Mannequin was... Because that was quite big. Yeah, Mannequin was quite big. I believe that might have been before But this. anyway, she was, it, was kind of, it was kind of happening, but early stages, wasn't it? And Kurt Russell was obviously pretty popular, pretty famous. Yes. And they weren't even that good. I didn't think the acting from anybody was particularly great. Really? No, I didn't like it. I thought okay. I thought she was bad. He just shouted the whole time. There was no normal speaking voices. He was just shouting the entire time and she was I mean yeah, that I is I mean Kurt Russell has a niche. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he plays to that niche pretty well. <laughs> but, you know. There was I actually quite liked Oh, is it Lee Han? Lou Wang? No, uh, the big god guy. Oh, Lopan. Lopan, yeah, Lopan. Yeah. I actually liked him. I thought he was quite funny. I mean, he is great. And any time, he's got, he's this actor. His name is James Hong. Okay. Any time he turns yeah, he up in anything, he is not only hilarious, he has one of those voices yeah. <laughs> that you go, oh, I recognise hey. him. <laughs> The thing that I most recognise, and this is going to sound really terrible, but the thing that I immediately <laughs> recognise him as doing most recently in my head is Poe's father in a Kung Fu oh. Panda. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's the voice of the duck with salsa noodle soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's good in that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought he I thought he was good. I thought he was funny. I, I, I liked him. Yeah. There's a lot it of was very... a little bit taking the mickey on it, but it was... It was a bit. There's a lot of very weird prosthetics in this <laughs> film. There's a lot of very strange <laughs> yeah, creature design. Thought, okay, well, it's getting a little bit strange, but, I mean, it's not too bad. And then she got pulled yeah. through that statue thing by a monster. I was like, how did this happen? Where did it... This took a turn. Right? It's just monsters turning up all over the place. Exactly. And that's the moment that you go... Oh, hang on! This has taken another <laughs> What's going on here? giant leap out Pulled of nowhere. Her through the thing, yeah. and then they were down. It was like some kind of Chinese labyrinth, like Chinese Pan's labyrinth or something. It was really weird. This film. I'm saying takes... weird a lot, but I can't think of another it... one. No, no, no! It's a perfect description of this. <laughs> it is a very weird film, but it's not the weirdest film I've ever watched. Like it has a plot line that it sticks. I to. I mean, it kind of does. Well, yeah. does it? It kind of does. There's like the magic thing was really confusing because it had certain rules, but then it didn't have those rules anymore so it's like of i thought the whole point was he had to marry or get well not marry but get the flesh and blood and whatever of a chinese woman with green eyes because mm-hmm. this is so rare that that's why he's been waiting all this time for the curse to be lifted mm-hmm. because it's so rare mm-hmm. then kim cattrall regular american girl with green eyes go on and then he goes ah oh, i see another girl with green eyes i shall also marry you well if it was fine for just a regular girl <laughs> with green eyes to marry him and it the curse be lifted it could have done that thousands of years ago well because they're walking around san francisco all over the place well i mean here's the thing i believe at this point kim cattrall has lived in chinatown so much no. up until that <laughs> no. point that she's no, no that's Okay, no. so we're we're irrationally <laughs> rationalising no. that then. Because okay. so just, just, there's just no rules. They think they start set talking about rules and then there aren't any rules anymore. And you think, oh, okay, well, it's rules when it suits you then. What are the rules here? Yeah, what are the rules? <laughs> Why does she have to be involved? She didn't need to marry him as well. So the thing is, this film does take 
at certain points some giant leaps <laughs> in what it evolves to be. Like it starts off a little bit like a mafia kind of kidnapping movie and you're kind of with them until that point up until like the car chase and then the fight in the alleyway and you're like oh okay it's two rival <laughs> okay, gangs okay well they're turning up out of nowhere for some reason <laughs> yeah and one of them's just got a board with a nail in it <laughs> that's realistic yeah but it's not exactly what you'd refer to as like a chinatown gangland weapon like some of them are there with like Uzis, some of them are there with poles, some of them are there with swords, and then there's one guy that turns up with a plank with a nail in it, and it's like, right, dude, you didn't get the memo, did you? (laughs) Uh, So, you know, that's up until, like, one point, and then it takes a giant leap into the paranormal. Yeah, very. And you're like, okay, all right, so I'm with it up until that point. And then it becomes, like, a rescue mission with a little bit of paranormal in there, and then when they're escaping for the first time, <laughs> it takes another giant leap and involves, like, monsters and otherworldly creatures and everything like that. Mm. And, you know, a weird mixture of bad prosthetics and uh, bad CGI. Like, they couldn't yeah. really... Yeah, it's like yeah. they couldn't really decide whether to go full prosthetics. Bad, but that actually wasn't the that wasn't the worst though. That wasn't right. too bad. Right. I didn't even think that that was that that was really really bad. That but could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot worse. But they they kind of it felt to me, and it has always felt to me a little bit like they kind of couldn't decide whether to go fully with prosthetics and tangible like real effects mm. or with some CGI, and so they went round the middle and please no one. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they couldn't afford a lot of CGI or something. But that weird monster thing was like... With all the eyes. No, the weird, like, hairy one. Oh, the hairy one, one, It's just like, you can tell, like, the mask doesn't move. That was very 80s. It's very 80s. That one was very 80s. It's very 80s. That was like, yeah. And then the floating head thing with all the eyes is something straight out of... Dungeons and Dragons and Labyrinth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know why they escaped the first time because they went there to get the girl, realised when they were in there that the girl was in the exact place that they were in and then decided to get out. What's that? How does that work? Oh, we've come for the girl. Yeah, she's in there. (laughs) Oh, okay, let's go this way and leave. What? I don't think they figured out where she was. They knew that she was in there, but they were getting everyone else out because they they all... Yeah, but why did they not try and get her out and then go and get everyone else out. Why was their first thing to go down and get everyone else out? When the only reason why they went in there in the first place was to get that woman. Information? This information <laughs> from people that were in the... Stupid. <laughs> and then... Oh, you have a lot to say on this film. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually even like any of the characters either. There wasn't even a person there that I thought, oh yeah, I'm really rooting for this. I didn't like any of them. All right, well, let's, de- was just awful. let's deconstruct the characters as we go through them, all right? So, firstly, you have Kurt Russell as Jack Terrible, Burton. Terrible, stupid. The stupidest oh, well, guy. okay. The stupid... Don't, no, don't even try and say that. He but is, the is stu- he, though? Yes, he is. He's been in... How long has he been in Chinatown? And he knows that he's in Chinatown, but for some reason, keeps forgetting that he's in Chinatown. <laughs> he goes into the lift. Where are these? Where are we? Are these Chinese? Are these letters Chinese or something? Right. You are in Chinatown. And then, what the hell are you wearing? Chinese clothes or something? We're in Chinatown. Oh, where are we now? Underneath Chinatown. These are the tunnels. You haven't left. You haven't gone anywhere. He's so stupid. He can grab a knife by the handle once it's been thrown at him. Right. Because it's all in the reflexes. But he keeps his truck spare key in the truck. 
and then forgot that it was in the truck until somebody reminded him. Don't you have a spare for that? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's under the carpet. Oh, yeah, but I remember I'm in the truck. What? He's the stupidest. I mean, he's the stupidest. And this is where a lot of the tongue-in-cheek part of Big Trouble in Little China. (laughs) I think it's fully intentional. I think because the whole point is that Jack Burton is meant to be all mouth and no delivery. Like he's there at the start. He's there at the start, going like, you know, when someone asks you, "Have you paid your dues?" Jack Burton says, "Yeah." The check's in the mail. And he's like, you know, all big shot and everything. But you'll notice that he's meant to be the hero of this story. I say Mm. in air quotes because he's on the poster. He's meant to be the hero of this story and this journey. Mm. And yet he goes through the entire film and any time there is a fight scene, he miraculously (laughs) manages to not do any (laughs) fighting at all. He only gets involved <laughs> right at the very end and lucks his way through it. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. kind of the tongue-in-cheek aspect of it, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the start of the big fight scene, he manages to fire his gun and knock himself out, <laughs> you know. Yeah, because he's stupid. Exactly. He just proved my point. And he was trying to wrestle with the guy that inflated himself. So <laughs> he managed to escape... But he escaped because the guy that inflated himself kind of popped him off the back of him. He landed in the wheelchair and then he went downhill towards a well <laughs> and nearly went straight down there as well. It's just like ridiculous. And what did you what term did you use? <laughs> yeah, it was this? like airplane. <laughs> it's like this is like airplane oh, yeah, with escaped. martial arts. Oh no, in a wheelchair wheelchair. <laughs> oh I'm going down. Oh I'm going into the well straight away, immediately. No. It's like airplane with martial arts. And he didn't even notice that she wasn't there. The whole they were going through the sewers, going under the water, and just came up. And mm-hmm. she's frantic. She's in the tunnels, and she's going, "Where's Jack? Where's Jack? Where is he? Oh, has anybody seen him?" Every time that somebody's like, every time she pulls somebody up, and she realizes it's not him, she's like, "Oh no!" Immediately realized that he could have been under there in danger, trying to help him. They get into the bus at the end, the first time they've escaped, and drive off miles down the street, and then he realizes that she's not there. Oh, <laughs> oh, where is she? Oh, she realized that he wasn't there straight away. <laughs> Need to talk about these commitment issues in this relationship. <laughs> oh, she's been taken by the monster. No worries. Oh, okay. What? Because <laughs> <laughs> you can tell where his loyalties lie at that point. Mm. So, all right. Okay, so you're not a fan of Jack Burton. Controversially. I don't think that's controversial. Definitely controversially, you're not a fan of Jack Burton. But that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll forgive that. Kim Cattrall in this film. Yeah. Yeah, she was all right, I suppose. I didn't like her acting, but, I mean, there wasn't really anything about her character to like or not like she wasn't really anything was she is it because this isn't mannequin no haven't seen that either okay right fair (laughs) enough (laughs) and note that one for the future (laughs) all right so so, i didn't think there was a lot to say about her really so no comments really on kim cattrall not too much no all right what about wang which one was wang his uh oh the guy that was going after the, the woman yeah he was all right actually yeah he was okay Took him the whole film, an hour and a half, to realise that he could do a thousand backflips and do ninja <laughs> martial arts skills when he wasn't doing that before, but that's well, all right. Well, here's the thing. I think he knew the whole time that Why he could he do that. Why wasn't he doing that then? He, just, he, he didn't need to yes, he did. until that point. Yes, he did. He was just going to backflip how his way times? out of... No, but how many times were they in hand-to-hand combat with other people that he could have used that on? 
Well, I mean, hand-to-hand combat, but he wouldn't have needed to backflip a thousand times. Yeah, but if he can do all those backflips, there's got to be so many other things that he can also do. You don't just know how to do ten backflips in a row and then know nothing else. (laughs) That doesn't happen. Don't forget, though, this is after they drank that magic potion. Yeah, I know, but that that didn't work on anyone else. (laughs) He was the only person that... He was... No, I don't believe that, because he was the only person that did that. I mean, it definitely didn't... It it definitely didn't work for Kurt Russell. It didn't (laughs) do a whole lot for him. Made him stupider. Gave him a positive mental attitude is what it did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, everything about this looks really Chinese. So strange. We're in Chinatown! we're in Chinatown. It's actually called Big Trouble in Little China, mate. (laughs) So what other parts did you make make notes about that are worthy um, of discussion? Let me, <laughs> I let me think, consult I my think that consult my notes. A lot about them, to be honest. Um, just a lot, yeah. How it got weirder and weirder and weirder. I know I've said that quite a lot. Um, the airplane thing. <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> this is that is when I saw that the wheelchair part, and that's why I asked: Is it supposed to be? <laughs> a comedy like is it supposed to be funny because they put said, yes <laughs> they put the absolutely massive guy in the tiniest wheelchair that they could find then put the tiny guy in a massive wheelchair <laughs> and i just think is anybody else actually does anybody notice that or yeah, they just I, no and again i think it's it's little details like that that yes do add to the kind of tongue-in-cheek aspect of this film. <laughs> but is, then you uh, need... To, I think they need to be a little bit more sided to one of those things because they're too down the middle and it's like, okay, it's on that weird line of there are some things that, if they're done on purpose, are really hilarious and maybe makes me think differently about the film because that, I mean, putting that guy in that tiny wheelchair and then the tiny guy in a massive wheelchair, that is really funny. <laughs> but if they have only done Good that... Good to know where your because... level of comedy lies. <laughs> <laughs> For future notes. For future notes. Put a giant man in a tiny wheelchair and a tiny man in a giant wheelchair and you're already onto a winner. If that's... <laughs> to a winner when they roll out Kurt Russell in a tiny wheelchair. Well, I thought that was really original. I really liked it. <laughs> no, I mean, it was so 1986. I mean, so like, it was original. <laughs> things like this is like, those things are really funny if they're done on purpose. But because you don't really know if it's done on purpose or not because the rest of the film are so shoddy that it might just be, this is the only wheelchair that... They didn't even think about it. Like, they couldn't get two right. wheelchairs the same and they just told them to sit down on them. So it wasn't on purpose. So they need to, it kind of needs to be a little bit more one or the other. Is it okay to laugh at that? Or is that just an accident because they had no, right? like, they, there's no real skill. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just shoddy filmmaking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say that about something that John Carpenter made. No, but I mean, made, is it? But... This is what I'm saying. Is okay. it just because they didn't think hard enough or didn't pay enough attention? No, I think... Or is it because that is on purpose? No, I get where you're coming from because at that point in the film, they haven't really given you that much of an impression as to whether you are meant to be laughing at certain this parts I mean. or whether it is, like, more... It's very on... normal. 
the lines of like a quippy action movie. Yeah, so it's very it is very actiony, and it's very I need to go and get my girl, and it's quite serious. She gets kidnapped and then gets taken to a brothel, and it's obviously known that they're selling her. She's lying on the bed, all tied up, and it's horrible, and that's really serious. And all of a sudden, three flying guys with lightning powers kind of come down and take her away. And yeah. then you go, whoa, hang on, but giant even leap that, there. No, but even that, because that's part of the, they keep saying that's part of Chinese history, Chinese myth. Oh, I'm Chinese and even I don't believe that. They don't want to believe it. So right. even that's a little bit on the serious tone, because even they're suggesting that that's unbelievable. Yeah. But it is happening. So even that's a little bit more to the serious side. Because they're making that known that it's part of Chinese myth. And sometimes right. even Chinese don't believe that. And then all of a sudden, all of that happens. He, A guy starts to inflate himself and he gets shoved in a wheelchair backwards down a slope <laughs> into a well. A tiny wheelchair, I might lo- <laughs> like to point out. He, he ends up in the tiny wheelchair. <laughs> and this but is... Yeah. What, but this is but what I get I mean. Do you from. see what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know whether... He, him constantly saying, what is that? Is that Chinese? I don't know whether that's supposed to be funny or not. I can't I tell. mean, I imagine that it is meant to be because, like, he's surrounded by Chinese gangs. He's surrounded by, like, Chinese medicine and sorcery. But it's not He's surrounded by Chinese so gods. Obvious. So then he goes in somewhere and he's like, what's all of this? Is it Chinese or something? Pointing us, but counting down? I mean. it's like, like, yeah, of course it's, it is. It's not, it's not so obvious that you laugh at that. Do you see what right, I mean? It's right. difficult to kind of explain and get across without literally showing every part of the film again. But it's not obvious enough, is what I'm saying. I know you don't have to be slapped in the face by no. a laugh to, to understand it and to get it, but I don't. I just don't think it's obvious enough. He just comes across as stupid, and it's not even... Like people, like if another character kind of acknowledged that he kept saying stuff about being Chinese and like rolled their eyes and like, oh, this again. But they keep just falling yeah. into it all the time as if actually this is part, like nobody realises. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing. Like, okay, if they'd made Jack Burton like a complete bumbling Johnny English idiot. No, not totally bumbling. It would have been but... too much. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. But, but because he's just like... They have to make like... it a little bit obvious yeah. whether that's supposed to be funny or whether it's just really annoying because they haven't thought enough about it. Because he is meant to be just an average guy, mm. essentially. He's he's a he's a long distance truck driver. Yeah. So he doesn't know a whole lot. Yeah, about but he knows anything. he's in Chinatown. Yeah, he knows he's in Chinatown. <laughs> or does he? <laughs> well, this is the thing. Yeah, I think that there. I think looking back on it now, there was one point that made me go, "Oh yeah, I forgot how quickly this bit moved." That was when their uh, their reporter friend kind of it acts as as um captain exposition um, yes that's what i was gonna say yeah i was gonna say that yeah she was like really what do you mean i can't even remember his name lopan lopan da- you mean david lopan you mean but... david lopan the guy that was cursed and then did this and was born in this year and then turned to this and then he wears this all the time and he doesn't ever want to go out <laughs> no i no i mean johnny lopan he's part of cobra kai this is a different film we're in now <laughs> Oh, you mean Lopan? His favourite food is chocolate and his favourite drink is milk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all of this exposition, exposition that just kind of happened, 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 happened. And then you go, okay, exposition's done with now. We can move on. Yeah, it was really that bit was really obvious. We, but, I don't even think we needed that bit. 
because when they met him he said to them i need the, uh, my curse to be lifted so we didn't even need any of that Exactly. I don't think we need any of that. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it's good to have the exposition just in case you miss it the first time round. Because <laughs> you're too also... busy thinking about Kurt Russell and why, why he's asking all of these questions, oh, you know? Yeah, I know. Oh. All he wanted to do, all he actually wanted to do was get his truck back. Yeah. You know, the whole film, that. that was all he wanted to do <laughs> was get his truck back. Well, and he did, didn't he? Yeah, in the end he did. Almost yeah. didn't even have a key for it. No. Oh man, they took the key. Oh, don't worry, I got a spare in the truck. Right. I don't Wait, think it's we're a, in the truck. I don't think it's a good idea that you keep your spare key in the car. Isn't it? I don't. That's think the one so. place that you're going to need it. Yeah, I know. But what if you lock your car keys in your car? You need the spare outside of the car so that you can open it again to because you locked your other car car keys in the car. I mean, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I, I, I mean, there is. There's no arguing with that logic, I suppose. <laughs> well, okay, well, I mean, what would you have expected him to do? Duct tape it to a wheel or? No, I thought he would just maybe have it in like a bag or like a safe place. I don't know. Oh, I a bag know. or a safe place in Chinatown <laughs> where he can't remember where he is. Okay. Yeah, but he didn't know. Very that. logical. He didn't know that this was going to happen though, did he? He didn't know that was going to happen. I was about to say, I did think that it was quite nice that um, they tied everyone else up but let the reporter be in the little prison cell without being tied up so she was like free to express herself in her little journal so she could still write because she wasn't hogtied like everyone else well that was nice yeah no they, <laughs> they say bad things about him but i mean he's he was all right with that i mean you know they they obviously appreciate <laughs> when someone has an art form to fulfill <laughs> you know and you know writers gotta write so you know oh, they obviously oh, appreciate these things <laughs> It's so convenient that the person with the journal didn't get yeah, tied up with her with her hands confined. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But Kim Cattrall, Kim Cattrall is tied up like a hog roast. <laughs> yeah, she was. <laughs> she was. Yeah. So he's not all bad. He's quite nice. You mentioned something about um, a little bit of cultural appropriation. Oh having yeah, with Kim Cattrall dressed up as the, as the only white person dressed in Chinese attire. Yeah, but then I suppose she was getting married. That's true. So he just made her up like a bride, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because they they had to have her particular. They couldn't just have any old green-eyed girl from San Francisco. It has to be a green-eyed Chinese girl. Oh, no, wait, it doesn't. It can just be any. I forgot. <laughs> what are the rules here? <laughs> <laughs> there aren't any. Exactly. And that's, you know, I think that's part of the charm of this film. Maybe. Really, is that you don't... You don't really know where it's going to go next. <laughs> they didn't seem bothered, did they? No, no. It for a lot of them, for a lot of them, the uh the the gang that they have, the um you can't see but I'm doing the 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 the, L the yeah, the, the one finger. finger. Yep. It, it seemed like an, an average Sunday for them. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't mind. And then the police turned up. Yeah. The police actually turned up in the end. Police actually turned up at the end. Yeah, and they were and they were gone and out of there at that point. Do you like the old man, the egg? No. Egg Chen. <laughs> no. No, you weren't <laughs> no. a fan of Egg Chen. Not really. Okay. Wait a second, though. I've just remembered the bit at the beginning. So they're talking to. I suppose it's a policeman that's talking to Egg Chan. Yes. Um, asking him questions, and he says, "So you don't, you have no idea how that van got." blown up or something yeah they said that there was an explosion in in the shop in the uh in the warehouse but that they wasn't. were in the, the 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 guy exploded 
There was a big no, 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 because it did explode at the end because the um. Yeah, but he said how did, how did his truck explode? But he was in the truck was fine because he got it at the end. I mean, I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know I whether that's... I just remembered that wrong, but the story that they were telling yeah seemed like it, that wasn't even right either. Yeah, and I, I was I was gonna say so confusing. Yeah, I'm confused yeah, yeah, yeah. even now. <laughs> It's actually making me more confused at the fact that I'm not watching it. It's just making me more confused. I think the whole <laughs> bit at the start was was kind of meant to be an establishment more of the the sorcery and the fancy <laughs> aspect of it rather than anything oh, else. I thought maybe that was going that that was going somewhere else because I thought possibly um when they went to the alleyway and everybody came out and started fighting each other. Mm. That that electricity and wind, the three kind storms. Of things that turned up. Yeah, I thought then the truck had been. I didn't think he was ever going to get his truck back. I thought that was the point where the truck might have been exploded, and that is where the conversation oh, came from the cop okay, to the egg okay. guy. Okay, I see. Um, I see. So I thought we were going to go back to that a little, like a little bit, but right. actually it didn't. It just carried on. No. So I, I can't thought, remember I if thought they... that conversation was the thing that they were talking. I, I can't remember if they mentioned that the truck exploded or that there was an explosion of green flame. I know, which, but I am w- almost which happened certain that brothel. he mentioned a truck because how would I have known that? Okay. How would I have known about a truck otherwise? Oh, <laughs> it's just bizarre. Why even have that? It's just bizarre. It's an establishment. No, but obviously it isn't because it made me more confused. Okay. All right. Establish anything. <laughs> the fight scene. <laughs> the, well, no, I don't even think it's a fight scene. I didn't know what that was either. When he had just... <laughs> I don't know if he was trying to um, prove <laughs> his two wives' worth or something. I don't know. They had, like, the guy, <laughs> the guy that was, like, all totally normal from the waist down, but then naked from the waist up and had two, like, sweatbands made of leopard print for some reason. <laughs> For some reason. And then a guy with like a super long neck. Yeah. And um and then the guy with the two dagger two blades. Yes. And they <laughs> that I mean, why was he wearing that for a start? Why why did he have like leopard print or t- like scrunchies? <laughs> they were wrist they were, yeah, like, they were like wristbands. Bands, they they were, look like, like they scrunchies. Were, like, sweat bands, yeah. But they had like an animal print on them, which was really weird. Oh, in case you get sweaty. <laughs> why do they have an animal? Why were they animal print? That's not Chinese. That's a little bit jazzy, isn't it? It's an occasion. From the waist down. (laughs) It's an occasion. From the waist down, he had normal karate trousers on or whatever they were. Yeah. (laughs) So why did he have those why does he have those wristbands? You're in case he gets like sweaty. Most, you're acting like it's the most normal thing in the world. Yeah, in case yeah. he gets sweaty. He might get sweaty, but it doesn't have to be animal print. It's the animal print, not the sweatband <laughs> thing. Yeah, because it's jazzy. You're it's focusing on the wrong bit. <laughs> I don't think I am. <laughs> yeah, so then he does. So he does like some kicky luli thing, and then the guy has got the blades, and he does. Well, like... Well, can we reverse for a second? Some kicky luli thing. <laughs> No. Carry on. Well, he was kicking, but he also wasn't. It was really that okay. was confusing. Also, carry on. And then the guy did like his. He kind of bent his back a bit and like swung those blades around in like a windmill. And then when you got a close up of both of them together, they were both in the same shot together, I think, but they weren't in that room. <laughs> Why have? 
<laughs> probably... Why have some people in that room and then other people in the same scene in front of a green screen of that room <laughs> that the other people were in? Why did they do that? I have no idea. There were a lot... Choices were made. Really on bad this choices. And then choices they, were made. And then they grabbed the blades. Like the two women grabbed both blades, which is weird because how has he got two burning blades when he didn't know that he was marrying two women? <laughs> I don't think they need to be particular <laughs> blades. I think he They're just burning had... blades. That was the point. Right. So he like flipped them around his head and he gave them to the woman. And then the woman <laughs> held the burning blades and then looked up and touched like a a round ceiling light like a motel ceiling light and he was like cheap ikea <laughs> ceiling light right okay like totally round like an orb and he was like ah i see you have passed the burning blade of doom <laughs> and he's like now you must now of must... doom <laughs> make anything sound more <laughs> ominous by adding of doom at the actually, end he didn't actually say <laughs> that no of course he they didn't just, uh, no but yeah. they just held the the sword the blades right. that started to go like bright white and then said ah i see you survived the burning blade and then they touched the ceiling line (laughs) i see you have survived the burning blades now you must touch the ceiling light of doom (laughs) why ceiling light of doom but he didn't he didn't mention that though it was like it was a big round glowing thing with like a green head thing above it with like red glowing eyes which was more surreal and more fascinating than the burning blades that they were holding. But he didn't mention that. That wasn't even touched upon. It wasn't like, oh, what's that thing that they touched? It's got the glowing green eyes. What's, what was that? Yeah, oh, I you know. survived the burning yeah. blades. Right. And that, what was that? <laughs> and that other thing <laughs> what was that, that they just touched. And they, they, and they that just ignore no it. No one noticed. <laughs> they just ignore it. Yeah. Uh, we have yet to mention one of the biggest parts of, well, one out of two most notable parts of this film. <laughs> Firstly, but by any means not to be like glossed over at all, the inclusion of a random escalator <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> in, the, also, in the middle the of most a un- neon lined set. <laughs> Yeah, because the rest of it was the rest of it was very realistic, very traditional Chinese, mm-hmm. very as I totally as I would imagine if I went to Chinatown. Actually, mm-hmm. I have been to that Chinatown. <laughs> we have, we have been to and, actual San Francisco Chinatown. Yes, and it was exactly it was exactly right. Yeah, totally traditional, very Chinese. Right, very as you very exact as you, and I thought they got that very well. Actually, I thought that was really nice, nice and realistic. Right. And then he gets on an escalator and goes into like cyber Chinatown underneath the cyber cafe of cyber Chinatown punk. of doom of doom yeah <laughs> and oh, that was the most unrealistic part as well <laughs> when the <laughs> random escalator that got no, included the, the most re- the most unrealistic part so they go down in the escalator for sure. the wedding and then obviously once it's carried them down it's kind of fulfilled its duty so it stopped so the escalator is not moving. Yeah. And then at the end, the Chinese, the Chinese Wang, yeah, runs up the escalator. Sure, the escalator isn't moving. Sure, and he just ran up it fine, as if that didn't hurt his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even trip. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that took a turn that I did not expect you to go with. No, but everybody I thought knows. you were leading up to such a different point. <laughs> but everybody knows that if you walk up or down the escalator that isn't moving, it makes your eyes hurt, so you can't do it properly. You're like, And he just ran straight up. 
<laughs> Don't tell I me it was that magic drink again, because I'm not going to believe it. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, he drunk the magic. He can see things other people can't. That's the point. What? Uh... <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere completely different with that. I thought you Where'd were going you... to say, why not just set the escalator to go up and run up there? Not quick enough. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you were going to point didn't write out the movie. that it was going to make his eyes go funny. <laughs> no, it didn't make his eyes go funny. That was the thing. Oh, man. I think what would have made his eyes go funny is the amount of neon that was included in <laughs> Exactly, that exactly. And that was uh, maybe that was because it was like really 80s and they wanted to 80s it up a little bit because the rest of it was too bland or something. I don't know. Sure, because everything else was just a touch too real. Yeah, it was a little point. bit, you know. Yeah, and because Kim Cattrall doesn't even have green eyes either, so it's weird that they chose her does specifically. She not? I'm pre- no, I don't think she does. Does she I'm not? Pretty sure she doesn't. That's interesting. Mm. Okay, I didn't realize that. So they didn't choose her because she had they green lied, eyes. Lied about that as well. Lies never stop. I know. And the second point that should not be glossed over by any stretch of the imagination is um, Jack Burton and his reflexes saving the day at the end in a spectacularly unceremonious <laughs> ending mm. of killing the bad guy. Yeah, that was really quick, wasn't it? Yeah. The whole film was leading up to killing this guy, kind of, in a roundabout way it was. They, they weren't, we didn't really know at the start, but it led to that. So the film was leading right. to them having to kill this guy so that they could get that woman back. Sure. And that was done really quickly, almost as if it was just a regular person. It was like, oh, yeah, I've caught the knife. Oh, it's in his head. Oh, carry on. I didn't, I kind of missed it. I had to ask, did they kill him then? Yeah. Because it was just... Well, because by that point, he is just a guy because he's yeah. done yeah, the ceremony. Yeah, I understood that because they had to wait until they yeah. did the ceremony to kill him. Yeah. So that he was like a proper flesh. Flesh and bone person. Yeah. But actually, I thought all of it was. I thought it was all quite quick. It was a bit... I was surprised at how short the film was. So they had to kind of really run through everything, I, I felt. It's a, I mean, when you think about the film overall, as you're watching it, you kind of, every so often, do get these giant leaps mm. that happen. And you go, oh, okay, we're in a completely new area here now. All right, not a problem. Move on to the next thing, next thing, next thing. Oh, and now we're in a completely new realm of mm. something else entirely now. Okay, so it's ramped up again. And then you realise, actually, it's an hour and a half movie. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not very long. It's no, really short. It, it does cut through things pretty quickly. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I do understand why he wanted to get things done so quick. He wanted to marry that marry that woman straight away mm. because... He need he that's what he need that's yeah. what he was living for that's what he needed. Because uh, but because until that point he was just a really old guy in a wheelchair pointing yeah. at his CCTV camera. A regular sized wheelchair, by the way. Yeah, regular sized wheelchair for him. Yeah, yeah. but it wasn't a, a comically large or comically no. small wheelchair. No. no, he was in a normal wheelchair. And then... so you're not sure whether to laugh at him. Oh, at well, that there point. we go. Because you're just know. laughing at a, an old guy in a wheelchair then. But his was electronic though, so right. he had like proper technology yeah. for his one and stuff. Pointing at his CCTV cameras going, this stuff like this really pisses me off. <laughs> oh yeah, I wrote that down. I wrote that down. What does he say, mate? Okay, well, I'll bear with you. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> when he pointed to the camera, he pointed to the little camera and he was like, oh, see you, bring your friend. This really pisses me off to no end. <laughs> <laughs> it really pisses me off to no end. <laughs> You make him sound like Edna. (laughs) (laughs) And do you want to tell me why you decided to write at the very end of your notes in big, bold letters, 
pork chop. <laughs> oh, you weren't supposed to see that. You weren't supposed Pork to see chops. that. I can't not notice it. You've written it in big capital letters. <laughs> I don't know letters. why I wrote it so big. You've written it in massive letters. <clears throat> Got over it a bunch of times. Why have you written pork chops? Yeah, you also see what I wrote and also other massive letters. It's Chinese. It's Chinese. <laughs> you're in Chinatown. I wrote pork chops because you're obviously going to ask me how, like, what my rating for the film was. Oh, okay, okay. So my rating was however many pork chops I decided to give Because it, it's the Pork, chop, it's the pork Express. chop Express. Okay. I was going to say, how many reflexes were you going to give it? <laughs> no, because I didn't even remember that bit. Okay, so since we're on that subject now, in general, did you enjoy the film? Um, It's a tough one, I know. I did. I, I think it wasn't long enough for me to be bored of it completely so i wasn't sitting there going oh god when is this gonna no. end like that type of thing which was good yeah i liked how quick to the point everything was over finished it's, and it's good and in that sense it is really enjoyable because it's like a one and a half hour action fest mm. with some comedy and some stupidity sprinkled in there in certain places yeah and then they do what they need to and they get out. Yeah, he like, doesn't even stick around. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Done. And you go, wow, that was an hour and a half. Done. Yeah, with. yeah. Oh, finished. Move on. But he didn't even stick around to be with the woman that he met that he thought he loved. Well, I mean, they never said that they had any romantic feelings for each other, I suppose, did they? No. But he went back on the road again by himself, going off to his normal yeah. life. Actually, when he was on the CB radio at the beginning, didn't he say, my wife? No, I don't think so. Oh, no, as his ex-wife. Oh, his ex-wife. Yeah. Okay, that's fine then. I was yeah, going to yeah. say, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, yeah. as his, ex- his ex-wife, he does mention. Yeah, yeah so it was quite realistic in that sense. In all yeah. other senses, not. But, you know, he went back to, he, he knew he had to go back to his life and back to his job, so he just went. He didn't stick around and, yeah. and that kind of thing. It's one of, those, it's, it's, it's one of these films that, at the end, kind of defies your expectations and go, oh, they're going to end up together, mm. except they don't. Yeah. And he goes away. Yeah, because right. it wasn't about them, was it? It was about the no, other two getting together. Exactly. And they did get together in the end. So, exactly. yeah. So, I'm not going to say that it was... That I didn't find it boring, and I didn't okay. feel like, oh, this is really long, this has gone on too long, this is silly. But... I was really confused the, the entire time, <laughs> but I don't want to be too harsh because it has no. given me a good laugh. You know, yeah, it is. Absolutely. It, I was, I was laughing. I don't know if it was for the right reasons or not. And I don't know. And honestly, I do think that this is part of the magic mm. of Big Trouble in Little China. It yeah. Because some parts of it are just like they have no explanation. No. And you, it's just part of the understanding <clears throat> of the film that you just kind of roll with it and you go okay i see where this is going like you know films like these cult films like these are not without their plot holes no gaping as they may be but (laughs) i wasn't thinking about those things too much when i was actually watching the film i've only now thought about it because we're talking about it so in in an ordinary situation after i'd seen the film i probably wouldn't be thinking about it this much no but now that i am thinking about it this much i realize these things and i think what what was that why did they do that that is ridiculous (laughs) it's only when you sit and think about it when you deconstruct the film that you go hang on wait a second yeah i don't think i don't know if i'd really rush to watch it again because it's not it wasn't like my favorite thing that i'd seen okay well how about a sequel no because no no i'm joking there isn't a sequel this time i was gonna say why don't if if kurt russell and john carpenter were to get back together 
to do okay so firstly they probably wouldn't do a sequel to this if they were joining they'd do a sequel to something else that they've probably done before that was far but more successful they were, but yeah. yeah pitch me a sequel for big trouble in little china 2 would it be would it still be <laughs> that's in what it would be called big trouble in little china 2 <laughs> <laughs> um big trouble in japan town <laughs> in little tokyo <laughs> big trouble in little tokyo He's just gonna go through all the nationalities before he comes around. I mean, I don't know. How, I don't know if there's like a little Moscow or anything like that. Like, <laughs> I think it's really, you know. No, because if he went, yeah, if he went, it's to limited. Another, it's limited. If he went to another little town, it would be. Oh, what is this? Chinatown? No, it's no, not. No, Why didn't you remember Japan it was Chinatown town. when you were in China? Yeah, <laughs> town. Okay, so I think. Right, he'd be on the road because he's still doing the Porkchop Express. That hasn't changed. Oddly sexual in its name, but carry on. <laughs> he's still doing the Porkchop Express. <laughs> still hopping on that Porkchop Express. All right. Um, and obviously, the big monster is stowed away. Spoiler. <laughs> it's, it's, it came what? out in 1986. It? It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh, bad time to tell you that Darth Vader's his dad as well, isn't it? <laughs> it's a 34-year-old film. It's fine. <laughs> Right. So obviously the monster's stowed away. Yeah. So now <laughs> it's um it's not about the big trouble in Little China that happened. That's past. They've put a pin in that, that's done now. Right. So he realizes that the monster is stowed away with him and he starts to make friends with it because they're on the road, they're alone, they're on the pork chop express together. <laughs> it's a funny road trip movie. <laughs> yeah, and it's like the odd couple but in a truck. <laughs> Ring, ring. John Carpenter, hello. <laughs> yeah, are you sitting down? <laughs> right, okay, you might want to sit down for this because, boy, have I got a storyline for you. Get this, okay? Kurt Russell and you, back in the saddle. Big trouble in Little China too. Big trouble in Japan Town. No, Buddy road trip movie. That. <laughs> it's, not, it's not called that. It's not called that. How are they going to know that it's a sequel if they don't call it that? How are they going to know it's a sequel? How are they going to know it's a sequel if it's There's not called that? There's loads of sequels that. that's not called La 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 2. Not everything's Fast and Furious. It doesn't go up to Fast and Furious 9 before they call it something else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how many how many pork chops are you giving it? I'm going to give it three out of five. Three out of five It's not too chops. bad, is it? Okay. That's kind no, of just bad. above average, but yeah. not, you know, the best thing it's I've ever seen. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. So, you because you gave Karate Kid... Four out of five. I think I did actually. Four because out of I five think, I think actually, I think I gave Goonies four out of five as well. Four out of five baby Ruths. <laughs> so this yeah. is the lowest scoring one so far. Yeah, okay. just because I just don't think it's interesting. very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. All right. I can't, it's, I can't tell. You can't tell the best written thing that I've ever seen or if it's the worst written thing that I've ever seen. I can't tell. I can't tell. It's all about the tone, really, isn't it? Yeah. It's about the tone they take. It needs to be more than... It needs to be more of something. Okay. Know? All right. That's understandable. But you enjoyed it and that's the point. So another <laughs> cult classic, Big Trouble in Little China, has been taken care of now. But... If you have any suggestions or any thoughts that you would like to have us include in any future episodes, you can tweet us directly. I am at Drew Bridger. At Amber Inch. 
So that about wraps it up for Back to the Reviewture for this episode. And until next time, just remember, it's all in the reflexes. Mm.